This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. And actually, uh, Mark Levin, this afternoon at 3 o'clock, he is uh, filling in for Nate Shulman, who is uh, on vacation, doing God knows what this week. I don't even know if he's in town, he's out of town. Does he he know he's filling in for uh, Nate Shulman? I don't know, he did yesterday, so I I assume he knows now since it happened yesterday already. Maybe. Who knows? Well, it was good news yesterday for a while on uh, the stock market. Stock market, Dow up over 400 points, uh, biggest day in uh, weeks. However, we're starting the day off. Uh, some of that looks like it might be coming back as the Dow futures are down 265 points oh, wow. as of right now. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you didn't sell yesterday. <laughs> you should have. Uh, yeah, you, you could be out of some money. Now, granted. You know, these are just futures. This isn't, mm-hmm. isn't official, and it's it's just you know paper losses the, as of right now. But the future doesn't look bright at the moment. N- no, not not as of the moment. You can count your money from yesterday because the stock market isn't open as yet. As of yet, we'll find out what's going on with Jeremiah Bates uh, coming up here uh, next hour at about six twenty as usual. Um, how about that storm last night? Yeah, how about that storm last night? It's pretty crazy. Um, Looking across the Treasure Valley from social media posts, we got a little bit of rain in Napa. We live in Napa. A mm-hmm. um, little bit of wind before that rain and some thunderstorms. Nothing like Boise got, though. Um, people posting Boise, Eagle area, just a downpour of hail. Yeah. Hail mixed with rain, heavy rain. We didn't get any of that out is, in Tampa uh, yesterday. We got rain, but our, not like that. Our trash day in our neighborhood is today, so before we left this morning, we... Uh, uh, went and found the garbage cans and then put them out front. <laughs> um, people were posting from McCall. McCall got just hammered by hail uh, also yesterday. Mm. Uh, looks like it's going to be a little cooler temperature today before we start to warm up towards the weekend, but it should be pretty nice. Um, and all this, the good news is, should clear out the air quality that hadn't been great uh, up until the uh, point of the storm yesterday. Um, and also, with the amount of rain that was coming down, there are a few forest fires going on uh, throughout Idaho. Should have helped fight some of those forest fires. So that's kind of some good news for you. I suppose so. Other good news for you uh, tonight. You could be the America's newest billionaire. Don't forget, Mega Millions. New record, somewhere between $1.55 billion and $1.6 billion. I'm just going to say, when all is said and done, I'm going to guess that this will be at or above $1.6 billion. Because wow. you just get so many more people playing when it gets to this point. Like, this is the point where, I, you know, for the last couple of weeks, I've been buying tickets. So every uh, couple See, times a week, I've lost a billion dollars. That, 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 <laughs> that is that is so cool because let's say that you take the uh, lump sum and then pay your taxes, you're still going to have more than four hundred million dollars. Yeah, I, I think the lump sum is up to something close to three quarters of a billion dollars right mm-hmm. now. If you take the lump sum, now granted that's before taxes. I, again, yes, yes yeah. It is. Um, so anyway, that drawing is tonight. If you're going to get your tickets. 
as I as I like to joke, your chances uh, are of winning are increased just a little bit if you buy the tickets. Oh yeah, like point oh 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 one percent. You have about the same chance of winning if you don't buy a ticket as you do if you buy a ticket. <laughs> yeah, true. Not, three, not, not much difference. One and three hundred and two million to one. But wow. you have no chance of winning if you, of course. And of course, the line there. So you're saying there's a I'm chance. I'm saying there's a chance. Uh, phone lines are open for your Tuesday morning at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We'll talk uh, a little bit about yesterday. Um, the attorneys went to court in the upcoming Trump trial to try and uh, basically squash some of the statements that Donald Trump was making on social media and public statements about the upcoming trial. That's basically what... Jack Smith wants to do in the upcoming court case. Um, Trump's attorneys filed a, a, a counter argument yesterday, which now later this week the judge will make a decision on. My my question is this, and I mean I I, I get it in what Jack Smith is trying to do. He d- he doesn't want the jury, potential jury, influenced at all. Um, my question is this, and I don't have an answer. This is for our listeners and your thoughts. Does Jack Smith's wanting to protect the jury pool, the trial, the possible secret grand jury testimony, which I get, it's secret grand jury testimony, you're not supposed to do that, I get that, um, but it seems like his his wanting to squash the speech on this trial seems to be broad and far-reaching, and that's the argument that Trump's lawyers made yesterday. Does... Jack Smith wanting to put a uh, basically a cover on the trial and what Trump can say uh, about the trial in any way outweigh Donald Trump's free speech. Yeah. Well, and there's a little, there's a little more to it than that, obviously. But uh, uh, one thing he wants to do is uh, Trump's lawyers have already said that they would like uh, to have free reign to do whatever they want to with whatever evidence. And, and testimony has been given so far. They, they want to be able to review it, which is their right. Right. Uh, but they also would like to put it on the Internet if, if, if they so choose. And the uh, judge so far is saying, no, nah, that's not really, you know, kosher. Uh, well, and, the judge hasn't made a decision well, yet. Well, not, not yet. Yeah. Judge Let's put it this way. The legal experts are saying that probably won't happen. See, and that's, and that's my question is, does, I mean, the point that Jack Smith made about your, if you come after me, I'm coming after you was a threat to jurists and people who are investigating him. Maybe it's it, just ridiculous. Again, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, if you can prove that he was specifically going after somebody. Which you can't because he didn't give yeah, any name. Yeah. I mean, he, he's running for the president of the United States. It's nothing different than he has said even before he was ever under indictment could, or had any charges he, against he him. He could say, I was talking about my mailman. He <laughs> yeah. seems to hate me. I mean, that just seems ridiculous. So that, that's my question. You can weigh in throughout the morning if you're listening right now. Um, you know, where does free speech, your, your freedom of speech in? It's a First Amendment. It's the most important amendment. It's why it's number one. The funny thing is, um, this is going to sound weird, but regardless of who tries, I don't think anyone is ever going to uh, deny uh, Donald Trump his right to speak because he's just going to anyway. 
Right. But he can be held in contempt well, and thrown in jail. True. There's always after the fact. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, and once again, we've never seen anything like this. We've never seen a candidate running for president who is fighting at least three, soon possibly before, different indictments. So this is all new territory. I'm sure in the future it'll happen all the time, but right now. <laughs> you think? Yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, if I knew how to predict the future, I'd be much richer than Oh, yeah. Well, number one, uh, you would have already won Mega Millions. We wouldn't even be up to <laughs> $1.6 billion right now, uh, because if you could predict the future, you would have picked the numbers, right? Oh, I would have settled for much less, yes. <laughs> Phone lines are open. Your thoughts, you can weigh in at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. You can email us, chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. I will say also, uh, be careful, there are some areas of really thick fog like for instance nampa area this morning uh i had about a hundred yards that i could see on my way to work until i hit the freeway freeway wasn't too bad but there are some areas throughout the treasure valley going to be running into some dense fog so just allow yourself a little extra time to get where you're getting and just be careful out there this morning because it is hard to see time for our first check on what's going on in sports brought to you by pork belly and cuna the place to go if you want a delicious breakfast or lunch chef wally there every morning very early making everything from scratch so that you can enjoy a great meal either breakfast or lunch open seven to two Every day, seven days a week. It is time for sports, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I vowed not to do that today. Haven't got that down quite. <laughs> I vowed not to do that today. And uh, every day I look in and go, Rick, are you there? No, Rick's in Bend, Oregon. Okay. <laughs> Boise State cross-country coach Corey Immels announced the 2023 fall schedule on Monday. The Broncos will run in San Francisco, September 1st, St. Paul, Minnesota, September 22nd, and Madison, Wisconsin, October 13th. And this year's Mountain West Championships will be held October 27th right here at home in Eagle and hosted by Boise State for the first time since 2016. Another day, another commitment to the Boise State football team Monday. This time it's Cameron Bates of Timberview High School in Mansfield, Texas, which is in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Bates has the official position listing of athlete because at Timberview he plays wildcat quarterback, wide receiver, kick returner, and defensive back. And they say he can probably play just about any position he wants to. As a junior in May, he was also the Texas State 5A runner-up in the 300-meter hurdles. Bates chose Boise State over Texas Tech Toledo and Sam Houston State. That's sports. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 623, uh, text message in this morning. By the way, same as our main number, 208-336-3700. Uh, why was Mark Levin on yesterday? Where is Nate? Nate is on vacation. He didn't move to Bend, Oregon. No, I know now that people don't hear a voice and they go, where did they go? Did... <laughs> no, Nate didn't move or anything. This is the first uh, time in a while. I think he's actually taken mm-hmm. a decent amount of time off for a vacation. So he will be uh, off all this week. And in his place, Mark Levin show will be on. So Nate will have big shoes to fill when he comes back. Mark Levin's. By the way, I do want to say congratulations. It pains me. To say it, Idaho State Broadcasting Awards were this past weekend, and 
our show placed third best talk show mm-hmm. in Idaho, which is pretty good. And I could handle being third. What I cannot handle, because for the next year, I'm going to have to live with Nate Shellman. Nate Shellman um, placed second. Mm-hmm. He got second. We got third. First, by the way, was in eastern Idaho. And it was uh, a show that I think they do once a week where a policeman comes on and talks about, you know, policeman stuff. Wait a minute. We got beat by a show that only has one show a week? Maybe that's our problem. I don't know that for a fact. Maybe that's our problem. Maybe we, we should do just too many do, shows we do too many shows. I mean, think how good our show could be if we just had to do one show a week. Every Friday, we come in, and we... No, Friday would be bad. Every Thursday, we come in, and we do a show. And then we have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, to prepare for that next show on Thursday. We could be awesome. Anyway, congr- provided, provided we got paid the same, which we more than likely would not. Congratulations, Nate. Uh, I, I, I hate to... To say that, say that. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't. Well, yes, no, I hate to say it. Yeah, you, you totally hate to say it. <laughs> and the part that I hate to, say, the only reason I hate to say it, it, you have no idea what we have to live with for the next year. The ego on that guy is on, on is bad hand, enough, but the ego on, now on the is going to be just horrible. If they have listened to the show, then they probably do have an idea of what we have to. <laughs> but it's even worse than that. It's even worse than that. Even if you do listen to the show. Well, we have to put up with for the next year until the next Idaho State Broadcasting Awards uh, come around. I I only hope that, thankfully, he's on vacation this week, that maybe uh, he forgets by the time he comes back to work next Monday. <laughs> but I, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, he's got the memory of uh, you know an elephant. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on Verizon Wireless, one 800 sports again yet, is it? No. Okay, good. Uh, 529-5264. <laughs> You've got just you've nineteen got at minutes. At least nineteen minutes before you have to have the next sports. I swear, um, I, I, I swear. I even told Elizabeth that this morning. I said, you know, today I'm not going to miss any of those cues. <laughs> I'm going to be absolutely. You missed the paying first it. one. I know. <laughs> I told her this twenty minutes before it happened. <laughs> Every time I hear you introduce, or, or I hear you come to a close or whatever, and I hear the sports, I think to myself, okay, I can, uh, you know, get up and go to the bathroom or something because sports is on. No, wait, no. I have to yeah, do sports. You, yeah. <laughs> we'll take a break. News uh, coming up here next. Still on the way for you. A story we told you uh, about last winter uh, about uh, someone disappearing, Forest Service employee disappearing um, while out snowmobiling. Yeah. Um, his body has been yeah. found. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up for you this morning. Also, Idaho's first human West Nile infection has been reported here in the uh, Treasure Valley. We'll uh, talk about that. And I don't know if you're paying attention this morning. From the time I went to work yesterday morning to when I went home yesterday afternoon, about one thirty, gas prices jumped $0.10 cents a gallon. Wow. On the rise again. Not sure where they're going to stop this time, but now you are officially, if you live in Idaho, you're paying over $4 a gallon for gas. We'll talk about that and more all on the way. The night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 641. Hey, by the way, fair warning, we're just uh, four minutes away from sports. All right, thank you. That's fair warning for you. 208 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through this morning. 
most of the uh, killed children, almost all of them, I think all, possibly even all of them, as you heard in the news there, have been released to their parents now from the uh, hospital from that bus crash last Friday. Uh, we talked a little bit about that uh, yesterday, and some of the conversation was around seatbelts on uh, buses. Right. Chuck writes in, when it comes to seatbelts on buses, let's be honest, we take care of those that we love. In a country where we still murder babies, kids don't have that much value. Ouch. Not sure that really goes into the thinking. I, I looked this up after the show yesterday um, on why, because you would think, you know, and we, we talked a little bit yesterday that the reason buses don't have seatbelts is because they're they're pretty safe because of the way they're built. They're, they have what they call compartmentalized the bus so that if there is an accident kids are protected they're protected because the seats are are high with uh, a lot of padding um i i looked up reasons why there's almost no school buses and it's not required on any vehicle over ten thousand pounds so the difference between um one of the uh smaller buses which you see sometimes have seat belts on yeah. is because they are required because they weigh under ten thousand pounds um, seat belts on buses, uh, according to this article, um, work differently because of the way they're designed. Normal seat belts wouldn't function the same way in a school bus or in a crash as they do other vehicles. Their presence could potentially cause more harm than good to a body during a crash. We also talked about com- compartmentalization, uh, which packs the seats closely together, together and covers them up with energy-absorbing pads minimizing the movement upon impact like eggs in a carton, for example. Not a a great description, but okay. Something that uh, people forget about is no seatbelts make it easier for evacuation. So if a crash does happen, the absence of seatbelt allows for easier access and evacuation of passengers. If you think about it, say you have one school bus driver maybe somebody who's a chaperone on the bus and you have 30 kids on the bus and they're all locked in and can't get out of their seatbelt, you've got two people trying to get people out of a school bus right? because they're, they're locked in, they can't get their seatbelts undone. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. The other thing, and people brought this up yesterday, <laughs> I should have known this, uh, just because of how hard it was to control our seven kids uh, when it came to even being in a car, um, it, it's really hard to enforce. I mean, what's a bus driver going to do? You can't just walk back and make sure the kids are all buckled in. Once they start driving, if a kid unbuckles a seatbelt, you can't, you know, you're not going to be walking back and forth or stopping the bus every mile to make sure they're buckled in. You can't really do it like an amusement park ride where all of a sudden the bar just comes down on every seat. Yeah. So those are some of the reasons uh, this article had of why we don't see um, seatbelts on school buses. 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It is 645. I'm going to give the sponsor here, Chris, and then it'll be time for you to do sports. Thank you. Are you ready? Uh-huh. This update is brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuda, the place to go. It's in the name. If you love pork, they've got lots of pork for you. You, you think you're overdoing it, but you're not. <laughs> um, like delicious bacon. They've got pork belly bites, which are you know basically put on their barbecue for... Their grill for 11 hours and then deep fried. That should tell you enough right there, but it's delicious. Check out their breakfast items. You can uh, see everything that they have on their menu by going to theporkbellyidaho.com. 
In the NFL, the Detroit Lions third-round draft choice quarterback Hendon Hooker of the University of Tennessee is expected to be sidelined this season while recovering from an ACL tear he suffered in college. Jared Goff will continue to be the Lions' starting quarterback. And Monday, Detroit signed veteran free agent Teddy Bridgewater to serve as Goff's backup. Bridgewater played college football at Louisville in eight NFL seasons. He was uh, he played for the Vikings, Saints, Panthers, Broncos, and Dolphins and has started 65 games, winning 33 and losing 32. In baseball, the Red Sox beat the Royals 6-2 Monday after what appeared to be a bad call with two outs and a 3-2 and count on second baseman Luis Urias. Urias appeared to strike out on an attempted check swing, but the first base umpire ruled, despite appearances, that Urias's bat did not cross the plate and he was awarded first base on a walk loading the bases. The next Red Sox batter, Pablo Reyes, hit a game-winning walk-off grand slam off of uh, Fenway Park's left field Carlton Fisk foul pole. That's sports. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's time for the KBOI Medical Moment, brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho, featuring Dr. Dan Meltzer. Dr. Meltzer, good morning. Good morning. Doctor, our first topic this morning uh, might be really happy news to some of us who enjoy a nice salmon filet or other favorite type of fish. Can you fill in the details for us? Sure. We've all seen stories about how good for our hearts it is to have regular servings of fish, um, like tuna, salmon, sardines, or others that are low loaded with omega-3 fatty acids. And now we're seeing evidence that suggests omega-3s are protective of really even another part of our bodies. And what would that part be? It's actually our lungs. So there was a study reported by the National Institute of Health, which examined the dietary and health histories of more than 15,000 people, and it found a strong correlation between eating omega-rich foods and improved lung health and function. It's really believed to be attributable to the anti-inflammatory actions of the fatty acids in fish. So as great uh, of news as this is for us fish lovers, what about those people who aren't fans of fish? Um, Is there anything that they can do? Yeah, well, the good news is there are other good natural sources of omega-3s. The same nutrients can be found in a wide variety of nuts and seeds that can make for great snacks, or you can just add to a salad, vegetable dishes, or other foods. And, you know, for those who do enjoy fish, the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Dietary Guidelines recommends at least two servings per week. Whether we're out and about in a park or out to lunch at one of our favorite restaurants, it seems like most of those around us are staring intently at their smartphones instead of enjoying their surroundings or just taking a break from technology. Is there really any harm in that? Well, at the very least, staying plugged in all the time tends to keep our focus on challenges, stressors, or just responsibilities that we face on a daily basis, which in turn denies us the opportunity to disengage, recharge, you know, our personal batteries, let alone the batteries of our devices so that we can be productive once again. Is that it or are there any any other benefits to unplugging? Well, studies have found that spending time away from technology, letting our minds wander, can also help us be more creative and better at problem solving. So what specific actions can we take to build more pause and ponder time into our personal schedules? 
Well, at work, make it a priority to take lunch and, you know, disconnect from your phone. Turn off your phone during mealtimes, especially when we're having meals with family and friends. And consider putting the phone on airplane mode when you intend to rest and relax so you won't be disturbed. That is the KBOI Medical Moment brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho. Dr. Dan Meltzer, thank you for joining us this morning on KBOI. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, 709, 55 degrees in downtown Boise. You want to get through to us this morning, you can email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. You can also call us, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, You can take part in the show, any one of those ways this morning. Uh, I wanted to talk a, a little bit about this. This doesn't happen close to home, but it is kind of an interesting story because we've all had bosses or owners who we felt were absolutely horrible. <laughs> no. What are you talking about? And we're, we're not talking about our owners or bosses now. They're, they're fabulous. Right. Present company accepted, of course. Baltimore Orioles announcer Kevin Brown has been off the air since July. Reportedly suspended indefinitely for on-air comments. I want you to take a listen to these comments and see how bad they are. Okay. Did, did he deserve to be suspended? Listen to how horrible these are. For the Orioles, Brandon Hyde has felt like this has been maybe the toughest ballpark to play in. But the Orioles have a chance to do something special today. They've already clinched at least a split in the series, winning two of the first three. And they could pick up a series win behind Tyler Wells today. It's been a minute. The Orioles split a two-gamer with the Rays in June. They had lost their last 15 series here at Tropicana Field. You have to go back to when our now colleague Brad Brock picked up the win in the series finale June 25th, 2017, the last time the Orioles won a series here at St. Pete. Already got three and two of the Trop this year after winning three of 18 the previous three years combined. It is a stark difference, Ben, and it is not a bad race team. It's not like all of a sudden the no. race uh, became slouches in the American League East. They've led this division every day, but now two, and the Orioles once again are back alone in first place yeah. for the Orioles. So I don't understand. Why didn't they fire him? That was so horrible. Okay, he cited something that is just uh, public knowledge. And what else did he do? He, he talked that the Orioles haven't been able to beat the Rays. Yeah. They were all 15-1 and one in their previous 16 series against the Rays until this year. Right. The Orioles have a good team this year. Mm-hmm. The, uh, By the way, the Tampa Orioles... Tampa Bay started out like gangbusters, and yeah. uh, the Orioles have now passed them. The Orioles have finished in last place for the last six years. True. Not Kevin Brown's fault. Some of them have lost... Some of the teams have... Games have the teams have lost over 100 games. A source told The Athletic that the Orioles suspended Brown because ownership thought his comments made the team sound cheap. <laughs> cheap. <laughs> Saying how good a year they had. They're leading Tampa Bay this year for the first time after going 0-15-1. Yeah. Only in series in Tropicana Field, though. Just Tropicana Field, yeah. Which is in Tampa. But or now, St. Petersburg, actually. They talk about the Orioles are in first place for the first time. 
Tampa Bay has been in first place the whole year until Baltimore just overtook them. But apparently this, and by the way, this didn't come from management. So it wasn't the general manager who suspended him. It was the, owner? owners, the ownership who said, hey, you made us look cheap. He hasn't been on the air since July 23rd when he made those comments. Is it, and is people it, are just starting to notice now. And it's like, is it, uh, where? why isn't he on the air? Is it paid time off? That um, nobody knows. Mm. Now, Kevin Brown which is really good of him, in my personal opinion, has not publicly addressed his absence or the reports of the suspension. He's declined interview requests and has not made any statements on it whatsoever. Do you know, is this the same Kevin Brown that was a major league player? Uh, yes, I believe oh, so. It is. Okay. I, I think so. Because he was known for being mean. It might not, it might not be. Um, he didn't sound mean. Yeah, it, it might not be. Now, there are other people coming to uh, his defense... NSEN's Dave O'Brien stood up for Brown during Monday's game between the Boston Red Sox and Kansas City Royals, said somebody didn't like the facts very much, and that's a fiasco. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's allowed that's to happen. Said, I thought this was a joke when I initially read it. I hope he's reinstated immediately when somebody comes to their senses in the front office of the Orioles. White Sox announcer Jason Benetti, meanwhile, quipped, I hope I don't get suspended by the Orioles after discussing the Yankees season series with Baltimore during Monday's game against the New York Yankees. Oh, good grief. <laughs> Is that just in this day and age where you can get suspended for saying uh, woke things, anti-woke things, stupid things, racist things? He, he just said the facts. And by the way, while he's talking about this, yeah. everything he was saying, the facts were on the screen in front of him. So uh, maybe the uh, person in charge of graphics also got suspended for posting the truth. Isn't that just weird? Uh, that's very weird, yeah. Yeah. Got to love owners like that. Got to love what, and now you know why the Baltimore Orioles have had so many losing seasons recently. Okay, not the same guy. No, it's a. I, I didn't think it was. Yeah, yeah. KBOI News Time seven fifteen. By the way, this is sports. Uh, this update is brought to you by Pork Belly in Cuna, the place to go for breakfast and lunch every single day. Don't forget, they have the coffee drive through Hip drips, coffee drinks, energy drinks. Don't have to wait in uh, line inside. Don't have to sit down. Don't even have to get out of your car. Get into Pork Belly in Cuna today. Speaking of announcers, uh, in uh, Cleveland the other night, the announcer said, Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. Doing his uh, Howard Cosell imitation. Saturday night's uh, White Sox-Cleveland game, Chicago's Tim Anderson. Nice to see you. Uh, so- tagged Cleveland's sliding Jose Ramirez hard on the head at second base. Didn't say nice to see you. Uh, Ramirez objected. Anderson dropped his glove and took a stance reminiscent of bare-knuckle boxing champion John L. Sullivan, or possibly the Notre Dame logo, and the brawl was on. Seconds later, a Ramirez right hook connected with Anderson's jaw, and Anderson was flat on his back. When the air cleared, both players were ejected. Yesterday, Major League Baseball suspended Ramirez three games for the knockout and suspended Anderson six games for the hard tag and the boxing theatrics. Did you did you see this play at all? Yeah, I did. I don't understand. It didn't seem like a hard tag meme. He slid between his legs and right. he just put the ball down. He basically slid into him. Yeah. I wouldn't have considered that a hard tag even. No, it really wasn't. They, they could have shaken it off. They just decided not to. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Pac-12 conference has been decimated in the past few weeks with Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State announcing they'll be moving to the Big 12 conference in a year. And, of course, Southern Cal, UCLA, Washington, and Oregon announcing they will do the same but going to the Big Ten. That leaves Washington State, Oregon State, Stanford, and Cal. Well, this week, the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference, will hold meetings to discuss adding Stanford and Cal. 
Both campuses, of course, are less than 30 minutes from the Pacific Ocean, and membership in the ACC would mean that unless the two teams are playing each other, the nearest conference road game would be about 2,000 miles away. That's sports. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 723, Jeremiah Bates with us once again this morning. Dow futures are down, S&P futures are down, NASDAQ futures are down. Um, Things were going so well yesterday. Um, And then Tuesday hit. What's what's going on with the uh, not so good news? Everything in the red this morning. Yeah, it's. I think that's well said. Not so good news coming off a solid start to the week uh, yesterday, where all three major U.S. US indexes finished up. The Dow Jones finishing up over one percent, up over four hundred points. So, looks like we're going to get back some of those gains today. And there's really two. I mean, two dark clouds kind of hovering over market sentiment at least today. One of which is you have another rating agency, Moody's. Um, downgrading credit ratings on six of major U.S. banks and downgrading some debt ratings on um, some small to mid-sized banks. So we're seeing a lot of that selling pressure happen in the financial sector uh, so far today. And you know, I was I was reading through a few of the reports, uh, really the the criteria, the methodology behind the ratings that Moody's implemented. And really, if you look at the macroeconomic outlook for Moody's they are they're basically calling a US recession in late 2023 and early 2024 now of course we don't know if that is in fact going to happen but if you have a rating agency with a mindset or a prediction or forecast that we're going to see that we're going to see a recession, then they're looking at the quality of these smaller to mid-sized banks and looking at their ability to withstand that type of recession. So I don't think this these downgrades are that big of a deal, in my opinion. And again, it's like uh, like going to the gym and there's a really strong guy. There's two strong guys and one's a little less stronger. That's all these rating downgrades really were. I mean, a lot of these banks are still they're they still have solid ratings as far as their. Um, their overall quality of their debt, but mm-hmm. Moody's is looking at uh, some dark clouds on the horizon if we see a recession, and they're just putting a few of these banks on watch if they're dealing with this bigger economic backdrop. And additionally, you have some economic data coming out of China where their economic rebound that was expected is just not following suit. You have imports and exports dropping tremendously. For the month of July, you had shipments to the U.S. dropping over 23%. You had overseas shipments as as a total dropping over 14% from la- from a month comparing last month to the year earlier. So again, that's the worst decline that China has seen since February of 2020. So you have the world's second largest economy just not getting the bump or the recovery that we were really expecting when they uh, drop their COVID restrictions. And bottom line is you're just seeing a lack of demand in China. So you factor those t- two things together, we're seeing some right. selling pressure across the board. Um, quick question for you, and I don't even know if you can have an answer to this having to do um, you know, with the jobless numbers that we got last week. Um, a trucking giant who has been in business for over 100 years, Yellow, filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy yesterday that would put 30,000 people on the unemployment lines that seems like a lot of people nationally um is that going to in in uh, affect the unemployment numbers is it big enough or 
I, I mean, it'll not tremendously. No, I mean, when you're talking about 30,000 people, though, I mean, then the question becomes how quick, how are they filing? How is that actually reflected in the in, in the report? So I don't think we're going to see a huge swing there. However, I mean, that is a tremendous number. You're talking about 30,000 people at, out of work. The the bigger, I guess the better question, not a better question, but I think one thing to pay attention to is, are we seeing these things more widespread or was it just insulated to yellow filing bankruptcy? So yet to be seen. All right. Uh, we'll keep an eye on things as of right now. Head of the opening here in just a few minutes. Opening in the red across the board. We'll get a few updates from you throughout the day and talk to you live again tomorrow morning. Get 670-KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670-KBOI skill. Then, when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670-KBOI. Now, back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. He stands 6 foot 1, 185 pounds. Eats a donut every morning. Works out by tossing his kids into the air. His finishing move, the walrus. His opponent, 5'7", 155 pounds. Only eats meat that he has personally killed. Competes in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Has the unblinking thousand-yard stare of a great white shark. It's Musk versus Zuck. Battle of the Billionaire. Cage match. All in Vegas this fall. Well, we, we had told you yesterday that it looked like the cage match was on. Now it may be off again. There's six inches of uh, difference in height. Apparently, apparently, and 45 pounds, wow. sounds like. Elon uh, Musk may be set on live streaming his fight with Mark Zuckerberg, but uh, first he wants to get his neck and upper back checked before fixing a day for the fight because, you know, he's got a little he's got a little issue with the neck. Said it may require surgery before the fight can happen. He said he will know this week he has to have an MRI. Yeah, he's uh, Hmm. a little older than, you know, 25. So he, he announced on Sunday that the fight was on. And then yesterday, all of a sudden, I, I don't know what happened from the time he announced that oh, the fight well, was going to happen. Reality kicked in. <laughs> to, to the, the, the actuality of setting a date. And all of a sudden, oh, wait, my neck hurts. I might have to have <laughs> surgery. We can't have this fight coming up later this month. I, I could be and, seriously injured. And it just occurred to me, I'm a billionaire and don't have to put up with anything <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> There are a lot of people that really just want to see this just for the entertainment value. I I could care less which one wins, um, but it is kind of cool that the billionaires have both agreed that if this fight does happen now, I thought I would say yesterday when it happens because they're both in on it, um, but now if the fight happens, um, they had both agreed that 100% of the proceeds, this would be a pay-per-view match, by the way, just like UFC, 100% of the proceeds, though, instead of going to the fighters and the promoters, would go to charity, veterans charities, which is kind of a cool thing for billionaires to do. It's a good cause. Yeah. Um, Apparently, Musk is claiming that uh, he's had neck and back issues before. Um, He said that it happened in a sumo match that he once participated in. (laughs) This just gets crazier and crazier. And what did you learn from that sumo match? (laughs) Don't battle somebody heavier and bigger than me? Uh, In March of 2022, the billionaire posted a photo of himself fighting a sumo wrestler. Um, 
said that the uh, he managed to throw him, but it cost me smashing my C5 and C6 discs and eight, year, eight years of mega back pain. Finally fixed with C5 and C6 disc fusion, he said. But now he said he just sustained injuries to those same locations in the match with the sumo wrestler. So as of right now, um, it looks like the match, shall we say, is tenuous at best. Because he said he's got to have an MRI, which he said he will have this week, to decide whether or not he will have surgery or not. So the the thought was some of the date, uh, one of the dates that was being uh, flown around was August twenty sixth. So we're only a few weeks away from right. from possibly seeing this. But now, unfortunately, for those of you who were planning on your pay per view and saving money up for that, um, you might have a, a little bit longer to save your money before the uh, <laughs> match finally comes off. Good grief. Mm, yeah, exactly. Good grief. You know, it would be cool. The loser has to stay off all social media for a year. Or permanently. <laughs> that would be fun. KVOI News Time, 745. Other sports going on today. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Don't forget they are open. They've been open for 45 minutes. The place to go for breakfast and lunch. You want a delicious and filling breakfast. You want a delicious and filling brunch, brunch or uh, lunch. They are open seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. The Boise State cross-country team has got a uh, schedule for this fall, and Coach Corey Immels announced it yesterday. The Broncos will run in San Francisco September 1st, St. Paul, Minnesota September 22nd, and Madison, Wisconsin October 13th. This year's Mountain West Championships will be held October 27th right here at home in Eagle and will be hosted by Boise State for the first time since 2016. Another day, another commitment to the Boise State football team Monday. This time it's Cameron Bates of Timberview High School in Mansfield, Texas, which is in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Bates has the official position listing of athlete because at Timberview, he plays wildcat quarterback, wide receiver, kick returner, and defensive back. As a junior in May, he was also the Texas State 5A runner-up in the 300-meter hurdles. Bates chose Boise State over Texas Tech Toledo and Sam Houston State. In the NFL, the Lions' third-round draft choice quarterback Hendon Hooker of the University of Tennessee is expected to be sidelined this season while recovering from the uh, ACL tear he suffered in college. Jared Goff will continue to be the Lions' starting quarterback, and Monday Detroit signed veteran free agent Teddy Bridgewater to serve as Goff's backup. Bridgewater played college football at Louisville. In eight NFL seasons, he, was, uh, he has uh, played for the Vikings, Saints, Panthers, Broncos, and Dolphins and has started 65 games, winning 33 and losing 32 at sports. Don't go away when we come back at 747. Uh, How much money do short guys need to earn to be as attractive as us tall guys? Might be surprising to you. We'll tell you how much money you got to make if you're a short guy coming up next. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 7.53 into August, and you know that means football uh, across the nation. Football will be uh, going for college. Boise State, of course, gets underway. First weekend of September uh, against Washington. College season will cook off uh, later this month. We had the NFL preseason getting underway last week, and the Seattle Seahawks will be playing their first game yeah. against Minnesota coming up this Thursday. And we're going to have that. I'm wondering if we're going to see Boise State's Alexander Madison. 
<sighs> who is now the starting running back for the Minnesota Vikings. As uh, is the case in most preseason games, since he's already a starter, he probably won't play much. Probably not. However, he's never been the starter before, so they may want to see him uh, maybe a series. I'd, even if you see the starters, you're not going to see him more than a series, yeah. I don't think, for this very first game. Uh, I bring this up because 670 KBOI, once again, proud to be your home for the Seattle Seahawks football this season. And this Thursday night, uh, Minnesota in Seattle for the preseason football action at Lumen Field kickoff at 8 p.m. We will be playing it right here on your Treasure Valley home for 12s. 670 KBOI. Keep in mind, 670 KBOI only. Regular programming will be happening on 93.1 FM, so you won't miss any of your favorite shows. That's the great deal about having an AM and an FM now. Told you as we were going to break, uh, i tell you how much money you have to make if you're a short guy to be as attractive as a tall guy. How tall? You're 6'3"? You're not uh, both about 6'3"? I'm 6'2". I'm, I'm, I'm you're a little taller six, than I am. 6'3 for me. Yeah. Um, according to researchers at the University of Chicago and MIT, they went through a bunch of online dating stats where the average guy was five foot eleven and a half and made sixty three thousand dollars a year. That's the average. And then they figured out how much shorter guys would have to make to be equally attractive as the average, making sixty three thousand dollars a year. So let's just assume that money does make you attractive. I think we can all assume that. Okay. In some instances. Not for everybody. A five foot ten gentleman yeah. would have to make eighty seven thousand dollars a year wow. to be as attractive to women as a five foot eleven man making sixty three thousand. So about twenty four grand a year more. A guy who is five foot eight would have to make two hundred and one thousand dollars a year to be as attractive. If you drop down to a five foot two, somebody who is Five foot two ma, tall man. You don't see very many of them, but yeah. they're there. Um, apparently, they would need to make around three hundred and thirty-two thousand dollars a year <laughs> to be a, as equally attractive as someone who's five foot eleven, making sixty-three thousand dollars a year. Really? Um, so, if you figured this out, that's about twenty-eight thousand dollars per inch. It is you costing know. you an attractiveness um, if you're if you're short. Yeah, you know, I should point this out. Peter Dinklage makes a, several million a year. And that's as, why as he's so attractive. Exactly. They also found that really tall men can earn even less and still be just as attractive. Really? Men who are six foot two, that's you, Chris, uh-huh. can make as little as $33,000 a year and still be just as nope. attractive as a guy Good, who is five foot 11 making 63000 And I've got something to shoot for. At six foot four. You can make as little as $12,000 a year and still be as attractive as a man who is five foot eleven, making $63,000 a year. Mm, I'm going to call. Well, no, I'm not going to call. Uh, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to say that. That's a little hard to believe. How's that? There, you, you can say that, but you're not a woman. <laughs> Apparently, a, a guy who is six foot six. Big of you to notice, by the way. Or above. Well, I don't know what you identify. I just said apparently. Okay. Um, at six foot six or above, you can potentially be unemployed and still be a catch. <laughs> yeah, I I play in the NBA, but uh, I do it for free. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Yeah, uh, doesn't matter. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. After seeing an overnight low of around 55, it is 62 now in downtown Boise. 
One more day of uh, fairly cool weather, only about 85, and then we'll be back into the uh, 90s, mid-90s by the uh, upcoming weekend. Well, we're dealing with uh, this. Sunday was the final day of operations for one of the largest ski resorts in the nation. Mammoth Mountain closed officially for skiing, snow skiing, this past Sunday. They were open until August. Yeah. Wow. The Eastern Sierra Ski Resort ended its season Sunday after 275 days, the second longest season in the resort's 70-year history. Typically, Mammoth Mountain season starts around Thanksgiving and ends Memorial Day. But this year, historic snowfall allowed the skiers to keep hitting the slopes right up until last Sunday. In terms of snowfall. It was their biggest ever. Typically, the mountain receives about 33 feet of snow a year. That's pretty good. Yeah, the resort typically wraps the season up around in June. This year, they recorded a record of roughly 75 feet of snow at the summit. More than double what they usually get, making it the snowiest season ever in history. Stupid global warming. Now, the resort... If you're wondering uh, if they're, you know, how soon it's going to be before you ski again, yeah. they're only going to be closed for three months. They have announced that their uh, newest opening will be November 10th, which would give them the briefest of off seasons in history, only three months. If you really like skiing, that would be the place to move. Mm-hmm. Speaking of snow and a large amount of snow, I told you we were going to uh, talk about this uh, story that we told you about. This past winter, body of a Forest Service employee missing since March has now been recovered near Loman. The uh, U.S. Service Forest Service employee went missing back in March during a snowmobile trip northeast of Loman. Was recovered on Friday. Tyler Bear, 30, was last seen by a hunter in the Lick Creek area on March 12th of this year. Forest Service staff notified the sheriff's office on March 13th when Bear. An employee on the Loman Ranger District did not show up for work. Crews searched for Bear for 10 days, were not able to locate him. The area had seen hundreds of avalanches at the time, and Bear did not have an avalanche beacon with him in the difficult terrain. Mm -hmm. Searches have continued each week since March. Bear's wrecked snowmobile was last seen Thursday by a group of hikers going around the backside of Red Mountain. The snowmobile was in a slide area where a large avalanche had occurred this past winter. Rescuers were able to recover the body on Friday. According to Sheriff's Department, it appears Bayer was on a ridge uh, and triggered an avalanche before going down roughly 800 feet from the summit. The area just became visible over the last couple of weeks as the snow had finally melted. Uh, so he was, the, the body was buried mm-hmm. then. Body, snowmobile body still covered by snow. Due to the uh, amount of avalanches, rescuers were not able to find the 30-year-old up until now, when finally all the snow had melted and the body yeah. could finally be seen because it was covered in snow. Just sad news to report for the family and uh, everybody who works with the uh, the man who was uh, buried, apparently, uh, according to experts, in an avalanche earlier this year. Sad to hear. Yeah, that is too bad. In uh, other news, you can tell it's football season when uh, top 25 Preseason polls start to come out. Coaches poll released yesterday. Have you seen any of this? Uh, yeah, Alabama seemed to be ranked fairly high. 
Georgia was number one. Mm-hmm. Michigan, number two. Alabama was number three. Which people immediately said was uh, too high because they don't think Alabama is as good as they used to be. Well, they weren't that great last year. Yeah, right? they had two whole losses. <laughs> um, one of those came to one of the teams in their own conference. As a matter of fact, didn't they lose twice to them? I think so. I think Georgia beat them twice. Those are the two losses. Um, the Pac-12, who will be non-existent soon, placed USC in the top ten. They were number six. Boise State University will be taking on the number 11 team in the nation when they play first Saturday in September. That's Washington, huh? Yeah, Washington checks in at number 11. So that could be a huge win if Boise State could pull off the miracle in Seattle. Utah, another Pac-12 team that no longer exists, uh, number 14. Oregon, number 15. Oregon State, by the way, who does exist, um, (laughs) beginning the season at, at one of their highest rankings ever. Number 18. Now, I bet you're wondering about non-Power 5 teams and how well they placed in the top 25. just thinking about that. Um, there's only one team, non-Power 5 team, that make it. Can you guess? Uh, they checked in at number 23. Non-Power 5 teams. Not Boise State. Not Boise State. I was right. Tulane Green Wave. Mm. The only non-Power 5 team ranked in the top 25. Um, however, Boise State, Fresno State did make it, receiving votes. As a matter of fact, if you um, go through the uh, voting process, uh, Fresno State was number 38, Boise State number 39. Fresno State received 19 votes, Boise State received 18. Mm-hmm. Air 40. Force, yeah, Air Force, the uh, only other Mountain West team, received six votes. Uh, other teams in the non-Power 5 receiving votes Ahead of Boise State uh, were Texas, San Antonio, which got 59 votes. They're in the top 30, by the way. Hmm. Uh, and Troy received 25 votes. There you are. Those are those are the uh, top 25 U.S. Today preseason coaches. This is the coaches poll, right. not the media poll. This is the coaches poll. So once again, Boise State will not be starting within the top 25. However, however... You get a win in that first game against Washington, guess what? You're going to be vaulted immediately into the top 25, I would be guessing, the very first week. Reasonably high anyway. Mm -hmm. And Washington just has a great team. They've they've got pretty much all their entire offense back. Their their running back is gone, but their offensive line is pretty much intact. They have their two top receivers who each had over 1,000 yards last year. Nice. Each. So 2,000 yards of receptions on those their two leading receivers, and of course uh, their quarterback is a uh, Heisman Trophy candidate this year. So Boise State is going to have their work cut out for mm-hmm. them in that first game. How good can the defense be um, with all the replacements that they got? The offense is going to be probably right there. Yeah, Defense is going to be the big question mark, and of course the season is already uh, underway as far as uh, training camp. For the uh, Boise State Broncos, they started a week ago. I hope ago. this season Boise State, you know, is able to surprise some people. I would like to get one the first surprise right out of the way. Yeah, the first week that would be. Yeah, nice. that would be nice. Uh, just even uh, the problem is if you look at Boise State's schedule in the first five games. If you look at that schedule, they can be one and five. They can be five and one. In the first five games. In the first five games. Now they can be one and four. They could. Or, or I'm sorry, one and four. Right. Um, they could be they they could be five and zero. I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on that, but I mean the teams that they are playing. You got you got 
UCF, you have Memphis, yeah. and you have Washington. That's a that's three tough non-conference games that you've got. Right. Nobody who will simply roll over. No. And, and if you look at it and you go, well, at least we got North Dakota at home. They'll be easy. No. Mm, none of the teams, Dakotas are, in, yeah, are say, easy. <laughs> teams from the Dakotas, I don't care which one it is, they're not easy. They're not easy. So, um, once again, the season will get underway first Saturday. It is one of the primetime games, by the way, on ABC. I think it's it's like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, so it is like the prime ABC game on uh, Saturday afternoon. So that'll be good. A lot of eyes will be on Boise State. So if they make a good showing, it uh, a lot of the nation will get to uh, see them instead of, you know, uh, a 7 o'clock game that gets played at 9 o'clock back on the East Coast. So everybody will have an eye on the Washington-Boise State game coming up uh, that first Saturday um, for us uh, once again. Uh, we... Get underway with Bronco Mondays, uh, the final Monday of this month. We'll start talking football with Bob Beeler. He'll be back in here for Bronco Monday. And then, of course, all the football action pregame, five hours of pregame, will all be happening right here as usual on News Talk KBOI. We are the official voice of the Boise State Broncos. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 823, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. uh, Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Interest rates are up. Housing prices are up. Maybe you don't even think you can afford a new house. You might be surprised. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Silverhawk Realty can work you through the process to see what type and how much of a home you can afford. All you have to do is make that one phone call, 208-888-4128. All right, away we go. We've got a $50 gift certificate once again at Costa Vida today for somebody who was able to answer our question. And uh, Alex is going to get first crack at it. Alex, Blu-ray and HD DVDs came out at about the same time, but Blu-ray quickly became... The accepted and most used technology for DVDs. There's a specific reason why. What was the main reason why Blu-ray beat out high-definition DVDs? Well, Sony was one of the main manufacturers that was backing Blu-ray technology, so they decided to release Blu-ray as part of their new PlayStation 3. That is correct! Yes, to get into a ton of houses... (laughs) They uh, put the Blu-ray player into their PlayStation 3. Did they make money on the deal? It cost them about $3 billion in losses to make sure Blu-ray was the most used DVD technology. And uh, eventually they did make that money back because everybody bought their DVDs on Blu-ray instead of high-diff dvds congratulations alex you got a 50 dollars gift certificate uh to costa vita hold on the lines not only do uh you get the delicious food but a lot of it and your 50 dollars gift certificate can be used at any one of their locations here in the treasure valley uh by the way we're giving away this 50 dollars gift certificate all week long for our casper and chris damn near impossible question and then if you miss out on the free 50 dollars gift certificates our kboi sweet deal of the week coming up here in just two weeks from now will be a costa vita sweet deal where you can get the 50 dollars gift certificate for only 25 bucks keep in mind you don't have to wait till fridays for your new sweet deals by the way if you want to check out the sweet deals right now you can do that there are still sweet deals available uh various sweet deals available just go to kboi.com click on the 
sweet deal link and uh, do some shopping while you're sitting there at work or at home this morning. Stick around. We've got news coming up here next. The uh, sell-off in the stock market continues. We'll get an update from Jeremiah Bates coming up here uh, shortly. Um, Also, we told you, um, you remember that your Idaho power rates, you've probably noticed the rates went up by a little over 20% back in June. You saw it on your bill in July. You would think that that would be enough for a while. Idaho (laughs) Power is asking for another 8.6% rate increase. We'll tell you about that. Also, how you can uh, be involved in some of their virtual workshops where you can uh, ask questions to the Idaho Public Utilities Commission about what's going on, why it's going on. We'll give you the times and details coming up. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 8.36, uh, reminder, once again, no Mega Millions winner on uh, last Friday night's drawing, and that means tonight there will be a new record of uh, an expected $1.6 billion for the jackpot once again, around uh, $700 million if you want to get the uh, instant payout, $757.2 million to the exact on the cash option. By the way, that cash option is before taxes. So keep that in mind. It's not going to be that much closer to probably half a billion dollars is all. Yeah. It makes it not even worth playing. Well, makes you think twice before <laughs> spending the, what is it, two or three dollars? Two, two bucks. Two bucks. Cost two bucks. Remember, there is a uh, 200, or is it uh, 302 million to one shot of winning, which is just a little bit better than if you don't play. It would be so nice if the lottery could just come up with a fairly easy or easier to win lottery. Are you tired of buying lottery tickets and winning absolutely nothing? How'd you like a lottery game that guarantees you win every time? Introducing three for five. For every $5 ticket you buy, you're guaranteed to win $3. All I have to do is buy one $5 ticket. And you'll win $3. Every time. But what if I bought two $5 tickets? Then you'd win $6. I could get used to this. You sure can. Just take it from this three for five jackpot winner. I've been playing three to five for about a year now, and uh, look what I bought with my winnings. This photo of a boat. Three for five. And now for you high rollers, try four for six. New from the California Library. Uh, well, I'm not good at math, but it sounds like it would be better, right? Better than nothing. No, it isn't, actually. (laughs) You're a guaranteed winner every time. Um, We talked a little bit about snow this morning. Uh, Mammoth Mountain just closing last weekend. Uh, The uh, person was found, snowmobiler found, who worked for the uh, Forest Service after snow melted uh, here last Friday in an avalanche earlier this year. Um, So I... I know it's August. I know we've just gone through a record or near record number of 100 degree days um, in July. But is it too soon to start thinking about snow this winter? I bring it up because the Farmer's Almanac, which just published its long range forecast for the winter of 23, 
24 has uh, come out with what they are predicting for winter across the United States. We're, of course, interested in here in the Northwest. Farmer's Almanac publishes its winter outlook with uh, a somewhat uncanny accuracy every year, using a secret formula only known by one single person under the pseudonym of Caleb Weatherby. Long- Weather- Weatherby, really? Weatherby, yeah. The longtime weather forecasting website and publication um, is about 85% accurate on its yearly forecasts, which is pretty good. It's usually, that's is better than local weather meteorologists. <laughs> For the 2023-24 winter outlook, Idaho is grouped in the Pacific Northwest region with Washington and Oregon, and thanks to a particularly strong El Nino Farmer's Almanac is predicting that it will be unusually snowy and wet winter for the Pacific Northwest. So kind of like last year. Season- I, 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 I forget. Okay, El Nino is the one that's worse than La Nina, right? Well, it depends on what, how you're looking at it. Uh, I guess. Um, Farmer's Almanac for December through February. Boise typically averages about 3.9 inches of precipitation. One inch of participation is equal to about 13 inches of snowfall, according to the National Severe Storms Laboratory. What if I don't want to precipitate in that participation? <laughs> uh, Temperature-wise, Farmer's Almanac says the Pacific Northwest will be seasonably cold this coming winter. With particular attention, so we'll see how good they are at this, um, keep in mind, pay particular attention to a pair of storms second week of January and first week of February that could be extremely stormy, snowy, and wet. So we'll have to look back at this coming winter, January, first week of February. Um, they're predicting that we could have uh, a series of storms some, coming some, into the northwest that bring a lot of snow and dark weather. Dark and stormy nights. There you go. By the way, uh, they predicted uh, wetter and cooler year than normal last winter. And we got massive amounts of snow in our mountains here in the uh, Treasure Valley. And in uh, north-central Idaho, north Idaho, ski resorts stayed open longer than usual. Uh-huh. Um, so they were pretty accurate as of last year. We'll see if their accuracy remains for this upcoming year. But that's that's what the Farmer's Almanac says. I was just read that when I was a kid. My, um, my grandfather would uh, get two copies of this every year, and mm-hmm. one of them that would be put posted on a nail in the uh, barn i mean he followed this he followed it pretty closely he used really? it he used it for planning he had a lot of old you know uh, from the old timers it, it's like it, it, we lived in uh, up around on the prairie cottonwood grangeville area for instance one of the things that he would look at your the old timers always said you never plant your crops until the, you couldn't see any snow on grangeville mountain so until you see, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't plant any, he wouldn't plant his garden until that was off. He said, as long as there's snow up there, you run the risk of uh, frost killing, killing off whatever you're planting. So he would wait and it's like, everybody else would be like, nope, not planting until the uh, snow is off Grangeville Mill. So I can't see it anymore. There might be snow up there, but. Experience is good. Yeah. So. When my dad was growing up, they used to keep uh, magazines and, and books in a, in a building that was out back of their house too, but it wasn't mm-hmm. a barn. <laughs> What kind of magazines are kept out there? Uh, ones that uh, they didn't want to keep with as soft a paper as possible. Oh, that, okay, now I get it. I thought you were talking about ones that maybe they didn't want the children reading. No, they kept corn cobs out there, too. Got it. Wow, they are old.
That's old. If you were using corn cobs, <laughs> and you can remember corn cobs being used, that's old. Hmm. Uh, as we were going to break, here, I, I, I don't even know how to feel about this because I'm still trying to come to terms with the percentage of increase on my Idaho power bill yeah. that began in July with the rate increase that was approved by the uh, Idaho Public Utilities Commission in June, took effect in June, so you saw the bill it, it in, felt, in July yeah, going it, up. It felt hefty. Uh, it definitely felt hefty. And then, then I read the story that uh, Idaho Power is now asking for another 8.6% rate increase. Keep in mind, the 20-plus percent increase just took effect in June. Mm-hmm. And now they're asking for another 8.6% increase. So think about that. I mean, if you, you know, with, with air conditioning running a lot in June, July, and August, and say you have a $200 bill, all of a sudden a $200 bill last year is going to run you $240 this year. I'd like to pay mine with a $200 bill. Now, if you have questions, and I bring this up because I think there are probably people who are going to be having some questions here. The Idaho Public Utilities Commission is hosting virtual workshops coming up next week, August 14th and 15th, specifically to share information about Idaho Power's application to increase the rates for electric services. I thought they were going to give them tips. Okay, lights on, lights off, lights on, lights off. Which one is better? If approved by the Utilities Commission... And there's no guarantee that PUC will approve it. Idaho Power will increase its overall rate by 8.6%, on top of the 20% you've already seen this year. The online workshop will be hosted by commission staff and will present an overview of the application and answer customers' questions. <laughs> my first question, if I get on this, is what the hell is going on? Yeah, that would be my why? Yes, you. Why? Yeah, uh, what's the deal? Why are we seeing rates going up so fast? Again, just less than two months after the last one. Yeah, why didn't you just ask for 28% the first time? Oh, that would have been ridiculous. <laughs> Monday's virtual tw- workshop. 20, 20 plus 8. Yeah, we can get that through. Will be happening from 6 to 9 p.m. Mountain Time. Tuesday, uh, another workshop. That will be happening from noon to 3 p.m. Mountain Time. Um, this is, like I said, a webinar that you will go to for details on how to participate over the phone or online or to get additional information about Idaho Power's request to increase its rate, you can go to idahopuc.org. Like I said, if you want to participate, you have questions, that's how you would do it. This is going to be a live, online, virtual meeting that you will participate in. Think how much it would be costing if we didn't have all those windmills. (laughs) Cards and letters care of Chris Walton. KBOI.com. Um, once again, <laughs> IdahoPUC.org if you want to participate. Um, this isn't the only thing we are seeing increases on, by the way. How's Bidenomics working for you? By the way, I bring up Bidenomics because that's what Joe Biden is calling it. And that's his big campaign push now is how well Bidenomics is working. By the way, this story about the eight. 0.6% increase oh, is this the, in electricity. Is this the one where last year inflation was 9% and this year it's 3%? Uh, apparently that's what he thinks, but is that is that the way it's affecting you? I don't know. 
I bring that up because we talk about the 8.6% increase in uh, electric power. And this morning I told you gas prices here in the Treasure Valley and across Idaho jumped 10 cents a gallon yesterday. Basically, they went back up to three ninety nine again. No, everything in Idaho, the oh, average price four? is over four dollars. Average price for Idaho is four oh four a gallon. Here in the Treasure Valley, average price four dollars and ten cents a gallon. Uh, how is Bidenomics working for you? Now they say that inflation is much much less than it used to be, according to the numbers. Then is it, that is that what you're it, seeing? Than it used to be last year. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, you can also email us, chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through and participate, email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Talking about Bidenomics, and Bidenomics, and the only reason I bring it up is because that is what Joe Biden is calling what he has been doing with the economy for the past three years. And he's basically doing it because that's what his big push mm-hmm. is now that he is campaigning for the presidency in 2024 is he is pushing how great now, his Bidenomics I remember when the economy they, has been. They used to call it Nixonomics in the early 70s, but that wasn't a, a really widespread term. <laughs> Some people said it. And then Reaganomics, Reaganomics everybody big, said that yeah. in the 80s. And so, I was kind of surprised nobody ever said Obamanomics because that sounds so cool. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'm missing something here or what, because now, granted... Inflation has fallen a bunch over the last year. I mean, we've gone from nine, a little over 9% down to, what, 4%, a little under 4%. Mm-hmm. So when you compare it a year ago, it's like, yeah, it, it looks really good. However, you know, if you compare it and go back, say, two years, three years ago, and you see that inflation was running at about 2%, when it jumped to 9%, then not so much. And the reason I ask this is because you can you can look at inflation and you can look at the numbers, but how is it affecting you personally? We told you earlier this morning, gas is now over four dollars a gallon throughout the Treasure Valley. Gas prices jumped ten cents a gallon to up to four ten a gallon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the average price in Idaho. This gives you an idea. Uh, average price in Idaho. Treasure Valley is using more expensive. Is four dollars and four cents a gallon. Groceries are up. Rent is up. Bacon. Talked about this, this, that this week. It's up. Housing prices are up. Rent is up. Mortgage rates are up. Electricity, we just told you about. 20% increase in electric rates in June, asking for another 8.6% in increase. Um, car prices are up. Electric vehicle prices are up. The only thing not up, and, and this is for me, yeah. I can't speak for Chris or anybody else that might be listening, is my paycheck. <laughs> yes, you can speak for me. Okay. So our paychecks aren't up. And I don't know about everybody else, but are, is your paycheck going up I'm as going fast to, as food prices are going up? I'm going to allude to something here. Remember, remember Dennis Conner, the, uh, the, the, the yachtsman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he won the America's Cup, and he was a huge hero. And the reason he was a huge hero is because the previous America's Cup, the United States had lost for the first time in 100 years. Mm-hmm. And that was also Dennis Conner. He lost and did a poor job and then came back and finally won. And so everybody thought he was a, an American hero, even though he was the only right. one that lost. Why does this remind me of that? <laughs> Fascinating.
gas food prices. And it, I can, it has I can, to go bad before you can pat yourself on the back for making it better. I can bring this up this morning because we saw this this morning in fast food. Chris had some McDonald's delivered this morning. Now, the prices haven't gone up, but I noticed one thing, and I ha- it's been a while since I've had a burrito, <laughs> a breakfast were, burrito. And you were right. Holy cow, that breakfast burrito was little compared to what it used to be. Yeah. It was teeny tiny, right. but they the, didn't raise the, the prices. No, they didn't raise the prices. They just made the burrito smaller. 208-336-3700. Do you got news coming up here next at the top of the hour? Um, how is Bidenomics affecting you? Are you noticing? Is, is it improving? Is the economy improving? Go ahead and share with us. The night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.05, it is 66 degrees in downtown Boise. Final uh, hour, four more segments on the way. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. This is asking the question uh, this morning. This is specifically just your opinion. Not a political question. You, yourself, how is Bidenomics working for you? Bidenomics, I bring this up because Biden, this is the big push so far here, a little over a year ahead of the election, that you can tell this is one of the things that they're going to be touting as he runs for the uh, election in 2024, is Bidenomics. Bidenomics is working. He's doing a good job with the economy. Inflation is way down. Leaves out a few things. Inflation is way down from a year ago when it was over 9%. Still up from a little over two years ago. How is it working for you specifically? Are you seeing things that are starting to look a bit better? For me personally, I still just notice everything seems to be up when I go to the grocery store. Yeah. It's ridiculous uh, what on, on things that haven't gone up in price. We talked about the McDonald's burritos this morning that we got delivered, how much smaller they were. Right. I really noticed a few weeks ago I had brought home a box of Raisin Bread cereal. Same exact cereal, same exact maker, and it was the same price, and I was happy about that until I got it home. And the way we stack our cereal in our pantry is back-to-back, thin way. So you can see what it is, and you can get enough in the you know on the shelf space. And that thing was was noticeably thinner than the other box. So here I was, all excited that it was the same price. Hey, Raisin Bran hasn't got up. However, it has because of what they call shrinkflation. They don't want to raise prices because people freak out. So what do they do? Like McDonald's, did they you, made the burrito smaller. Like Raisin Bran, they made the box smaller and put in less food. Did you check how many ounces each box was? I did not. I just noticed that they were much smaller. Okay. I, I another. I'll give you another example, and I won't. I don't. I, I won't name the sandwich place, but it's a popular sandwich place. I used to be able to, a couple years ago go and get a a sandwich there for eleven, twelve dollars for a sixteen inch sandwich. You know what that sandwich costs now if I go there and get the same exact sandwich? I'm going to go with $19. 16 to $18. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that I have looked into, sandwich prices. As we mentioned, I don't gas, keep track of everything, but I do keep track of that. Gas prices, we've, we've been lucky this year. We've, we haven't gone above that $4 mark until yesterday. And like I said, from the time I went to work yesterday morning to the time I went home yesterday afternoon, gas prices jumped mm. up. From about 
three ninety nine a gallon to four dollars a gallon. That is the trouble with inflation is, uh, and and really any anything where there's an increase, like if there's an increase in taxes, and uh, the politicians will always tell you like, well, we were supposed to increase taxes eight percent this year, and I got them to limit it to six percent. So you know, am I not a hero? And you're like, but my taxes still went up six percent. But it's the same with inflation. I mean, inflation isn't rising as at the rate it was, but it's still going up. So, yes, it still costs more to pay for everything. The problem is my paycheck isn't going up anywhere close to as fast as inflation. Is that true for most people? I don't I don't know. Well, it would be my guess. That, that would be my I, guess, I don't know too. how many employers uh, give cost of living increases just on a regular basis. For those of you who are sending your kids off to college... Right now, a lot of people doing that. Has the price of college stayed flat this year, or did it also increase 2, 3, 5, 10% over what it was last year? Like I said, this is just, I'm just curious because this is something Biden and the administration is pushing it. How great Bidenomics is working for everybody right now. You, you're right. Uh, what is it? Not a check, but you make the payment to the school. You turn to your kid and say, Why aren't you older? <laughs> Why didn't you graduate four years ago? Yeah. Uh, Mike, listening uh, on the uh, app in Nampa this morning. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hi, guys. Thanks a lot. Um, yeah, good topic. I just wanted to uh, mention that I am retired, and I wanted to mention from the Social Security side that it appears to me that we greatly benefited because we had an increase during the peak, and if I'm not mistaken, and I don't know Social Security well enough, but I don't think they ever take that away. No. So I can say that our Social Security people, which is including myself in retirement, um, that's I think that's that's good. But we, I want to say one more thing, if I could just jump. Yeah, go ahead. We. Uh, AI is a great concern, and it's just recently become a great concern, and it's heavily a great concern in the area of jobs. I got to believe some government agency somewhere has recently, I mean in the last year, all of the figures of when Social Security runs out and everything else, if that stuff hasn't been cut in half, on a projection because I've not heard, yeah, people lose their job. But if you think now, because I'm fortunate, but unfortunately, what do we got? Less than two people that are paying for each benefit. Imagine what's going to happen. And and so I am not, uh, I, I our system sucks, but I just do mention that on the third side. Our system sucks, bud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and your point on Social Security, you did see an increase for anybody on Social Security last year, saw a little over 8% increase, one of the biggest increases in decades. Right. Um, right. I'm seeing projections that this upcoming year, uh, because inflation is down, that that increase is going to be probably only 2 to 3% this year. Well, I, one thing I wanted to mention, for, would you ask your, your money guy? I'm really concerned that we're com that apples and apples are compared with as we throw out terms. 
So, and, and mainly, let me just be specific. If you say inflation rate is 3% or 4%, and, and it was when Biden came in, or, or, you know, we got up to the eight or whatever, I heard many times different um, terms that were being used in our money stuff, again, that suck, sucky system, and that were being changed. And I would like to know if that's, something that we would hear from your guy first if some one of these one of these statistics that you use mike and chris were just like that inflation are we truly comparing is it the same number and you guys had a wonderful point look look at all the businesses that have found a way to not only increase their prices and increase their profit but it takes it off of the list of inflation where is that captured when my when when Chris's sandwiches aren't the same size or and they're more money or whatever? So we are missing a boat, but I can tell you, however you phrase it, blah blah. I love the fact you're asking people here in town. I I love your speculations on some national things, but boy, when you just talk about what the hell's happening right here, and we get to talk about it, and we hey hey, because we can look at our neighbor and they got the same thing. So it takes down some barriers of some of the national stuff we have to yeah. listen to. So yeah, it's all good, but boy, there's some there's some bad stuff going on, and I'm really afraid of what's coming down the pike. So thank thank you for the call, oh, Mike. All righty, bye. Um, he, Mike brings up a great point, and I had never really thought about this. Inflation, as Bidenomics. Biden has said, and the administration has said, has gone way down over the last year from over 9%. I never thought about, in, in looking at inflation numbers, do they take into account the fact that McDonald's hasn't raised their price for a burrito, a breakfast burrito, however, the size has gone down 15 20% of that burrito. You're getting less food than... The, the all the other things that you see in the store boxes of cereal boxes of crackers size my wife brought home um potato chips lace potato chips the mm-hmm. other day and they were four ounces smaller than what used to be sold as the same size of potato chips same price i'm wondering if that's yeah, taken that's... into consideration when they try to figure out inflation numbers is shrinkflation considered a part of inflation when they come out with the numbers we were at a restaurant the other day, and I got a you know a thimble full of Coke, and uh, I, I asked him, "Isn't this smaller than the thimbles used to be around here?" But I, I'm just curious I, when he brought that up. I don't know, just a light went off, and I I'm like, "Well, I don't think those are officially included in inflation numbers." So if prices all stay the same. You can look at the overall prices and go, well, prices haven't gone up, so we're doing better. Bidenomics mm-hmm. is working. However, if they're not including those numbers where they're shrinking everything down and you're just getting less of everything, and those aren't included in the numbers, which I don't think it would be hard to do, you know, because you don't get big reports or advertising that says, hey, look, we're selling this candy bar. It's 20% smaller. But guess what? It's the same price. Yay! I told you my story. You're not about, doing that. My story about statistics. I related to baseball. Bob Stanley, who used to pitch for the Red Sox, one year went in for uh, arbitration, and he had his uh, his agent with him, and the, and they went in, and of course the Red Sox management was there, and they had their own statistics. And he says, according to my statistics that we had, I was the fourth best pitcher in the American League, according to their statistics. 
I was the seventh best pitcher on the Red Sox roster. <laughs> uh, not going by the stance. And that, I mean, quite frankly, you make a good point. But they were very similar. It just depends on how you read them. Yeah, you make a good point. I mean, you, you can make data and statistics almost say anything you want just by looking at you know context and what you're looking at, right? So you, have, you have one foot in a... Uh, in a pail of cold water and one foot in a fire, why are you not, uh, on average, completely comfortable? <laughs> 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Once again, we're just asking you, your opinion, how it affects you personally. We're not looking at national numbers. We're not even looking at no, no, local numbers. Inflation is down, according to the Biden administration. Really, really, it's it's less than half of what it was a year ago. Are you noticing it? Has your paycheck gone up? Or is everything else seem to be way more expensive than it was a year ago, and it's it's just not budgeting out for you? 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. President Biden on the road Friday touting his economic agenda as he visited a textile factory in Auburn, Maine. We've created over 13 million new jobs, more than before the pandemic. During his visit, the president signing an executive order. Federal research and development in support of domestic manufacturing in the United States. Which he hopes will further incentivize American businesses to invent it here, make it here. The Biden administration tries to tell all of us, don't worry, inflation is going down. That's code word for prices are increasing not as fast as they were yesterday. That's like, feel good about your 10% pay cut last year because you're only getting a 5% pay cut this year. That's Bidenomics. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Got a text message uh, from Scott. It says Bidenomics is so successful, the average American has twice as many jobs as they had just two years ago. Cool. That's from the Babylon Bee, by the way, which, by the way, it's not a real news site. So don't freak out. But it is funny. Denny in Nampa says not only is shrinkflation evident in all the stuff we buy, but it affects us and statistics in another way. The size of the product is reduced, thus allowing the government to claim a positive result regarding inflation that in turn means we have to repurchase that same product more often thus allowing the government to claim that our economy is surging stats i love them as they can be made to indicate whatever you want them to say jeff in uh, melba listening on 670 a.m good morning to you hey hey uh, this was uh, it's a good interesting topic you guys are throwing around and you asked about how it affected us personally and so I'm not calling in to rant or complain about anything, but this is a pretty good litmus test, I think, of, of how it's affected me. So almost three years ago, I picked up an extra gig with Amazon as, as a flex driver to make extra money for, you know, vacations, my hunting fun, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Take my wife on a date once in a while, hopefully, cool. that kind of stuff. And so I was using it for that for a while. And then I noticed that as time went on, but I started using that extra money for some of the things we needed around the house. The kids needed this or that. That was no big deal. That's what it was for. And then I noticed that um, eventually all of it was going to those needs. And then all of a sudden 
it was going to pay a bill here and there, and then all of it was going to pay for a bill. Interesting. And now, you know, now it's that, at that point where nothing has changed in those last three years as far as my my salary hasn't. Well, it's increased a little, but not a, not a ton. And, you know, it's like um, that extra money is just going to make up for the more that I'm paying out mm-hmm. in groceries and gas. And, and, you, kind of and you originally got the job just to have some extra stuff. Right. Yeah, and and it does not go to any anything extra anymore. So. Interesting. So anyway, did you ever did yeah. you ever get a raise and you you thought to yourself, wow, now I can fall behind more slowly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's about how it works. Uh, yeah. So I have I have so, a personal question uh, here for you, yeah. Jeff. Um, when you say you originally got it so that you could have uh, extra stuff for your your hunting and stuff you like to do and to occasionally uh, take your wife out on a date, um, where did those priorities fall in uh, with you, if you were going to rank them one, two, or three? Was the, the hunting and, and extra stuff first and second, then wife, or was the wife somewhere up on near the top? Wife's always at the top. You know okay. that answer. Okay. Just, just <laughs> checking. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, Gordon, listening uh, in council this morning. Um, Gordon, how how's the weather up yep. there? Did you guys get hammered by uh, rain and hail yesterday? Oh, I know. I'm still in bed. The, uh, <laughs> the, I'm under a box. Gordon, it's 930 and you're still in bed. Well, I'm starting my coffee, but I haven't opened the shutters yet. Okay. Well, I'm glad you have your priorities straight. KBOI, then coffee, then out of bed. Okay, good. All right, what do you want to talk about? It's so sweet of you to be concerned about that. I, I'm really pleased. But, you know, I have I always sound like a liberal, I think, when I call in. But, you know, my favorite president is Richard Nixon. Uh, he set up a network of, of uh, dialysis places where people who had diabetes and, and kidney failure could go and get free dialysis nationwide like just amazing safe out to this day it continues he signed into osha he into existence and so many good things but he froze wages and prices in 1971 have you heard that story he he came on tv and said hi hello everybody i'm we're freezing wages and prices right now just amazing i don't know where the authority came from and it worked it, it just immediately that was the end of inflation. It was just an yeah. it was an executive order, I guess. Yeah. But and then, but you can't if you're a billionaire and <laughs> you can't mass you can't make your fortune grow under those conditions. You right. know, and so the political pressure mounted, and and that was uh, had to be withdrawn. But as far as I'm concerned, he had the answer. It only lasted three months, but it was it was it was <laughs> well, it was a ninety day freeze. I mean, it was fairly effective. Yeah. Wow, you 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 knew that? That's amazing. Okay. No problem. Oh, gee, I just have nothing else to share. Keep up the good work, man. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. Uh, get your butt out of bed, Gordon. Hey. Okay. <laughs> Sean from Boise, listening on ninety three point one FM. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Actually, Sean. Can you do me a favor? Uh-huh. I just looked up and see how late. We're already running late, and I want to give you plenty of time to talk. Can you hold on? we got to do news coming up here next. Sure. That's All right. Great. Hold on. I promise we'll get to you right after news. Take a break. If you want to get through, there are a couple lines open right now, 208-336-3700. If you want to email us, um, your thoughts, Bidenomics, is it working for you? This is you personally. We're not talking about nationally uh, how, the, how you think the country is going. This is you personally. Have you noticed 
that your personal economy is doing better than it was a year ago. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Bidenomics is working. Last month, we created 187,000 new jobs. We will. President Biden is taking a summer vacation this week, spending time with family at his beach home in Rehoboth, Delaware. But members of his cabinet and senior White House officials will start to travel across the country this week as part of a month-long effort to tout his economic agenda, or Bidenomics, and key legislative achievements. The president hits the road next week, traveling to Arizona, New Mexico, and Utah, where a White House official says he'll tout how the Inflation Reduction Act is tackling the climate crisis and creating jobs in clean energy and manufacturing. Karen Travers, ABC. News, Washington. Bidenomics, something his advisors, his campaign advisors have put together. That's what he's going to be running on, that the Biden economy is doing way, way better. That's why you should vote for him in 2024. So we're asking you this morning. Personally, not not the numbers, not nationally, not statewide. Personally, is Bidenomics working for you? Is the economy better now for you? personally than it was a year ago sean we were going to you uh just before news there at the bottom of the hour i apologize but i wanted to give you plenty of time um to uh make your statement this morning listening on 93.1 fm good morning to you well i could have just said it sucks but i wanted to say a little bit more good that's and that's why i wanted to allow you plenty of time because we had enough time for you to say it sucks but probably not enough to in, in memory of Eddie Murphy there. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we were up 9% last year, and now we're up 3% this year. So in the last 24 months, we're up 12%, and, it, and it's continuing to go up, and it's extremely painful. And then this shrinkflation, which is something I hadn't really heard of until this morning, so I thought I'd call in. I, I work for a tech company. I write code, and I have a couple of friends that work for other companies in the Valley that write code. And, um, in fact, this is a new job for me. I've only worked here a month, and I I negotiated my salary, um, got put on, uh, worked for 30 days, and um, just found out that September, October, November, and December, uh, there's about 300 of us that are going to be furloughed. Um, And... They're not doing layoffs because it's too hard to find people. That's literally what they said. It's too hard for us to find people. We found the people we want, and we want to keep you employed, but we're going to have to cut you to a four-day work week. And so we're, we're now taking uh, Fridays off for the next four months. But you don't get paid uh, for it. But you lose 20%. So we right? don't get paid for it. I lost, yeah, so, so, so I'm 12% on the, up on the expense side, and I'm 20% down on the income side. It's not going to work. So it's, uh, it's, I can't even tell you how stressful it is right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to hear and that. It's, and I... it's not just, it's not just me, but then I wonder, well, do they have to report this furlough to the state? I mean, we're not being laid off, we're not. You know, the company is going to be saving money on unemployment benefits and, you know, it seems that's that's kind of the part that sucks is is during COVID because Chris and I and everybody here in our building 
had to go on uh, furlough for yeah, three. We were required to take a three-week furlough. However, because of COVID funding from the federal government, we were allowed to get unemployment during right. the time we were on furlough. So even though the company wasn't paying us, we didn't. We lost a little bit of money because we made less money on unemployment than we would have if we were working. But for you, that COVID money for unemployment is gone. So yeah, you just you just are out of luck. Yeah, and they they purposely did a one day instead of doing a three or four week furlough or layoff and then rehiring. They purposely did a. They purposely said, hey, we're just going to have you take one day off a week because that doesn't allow you enough time but, to go but, get more work. But right. You're, but you're right. They don't have to report layoffs then because there aren't any, yeah. technically. Yeah, so I don't think I don't think this economy is near as strong, you know, as a whole. I, I just, I think we're on the edge, and I think it's going to be a huge cliff this time. Um, you know, my wife and I also were looking for a house, and with just to get a median priced house and stay within your 28%, um, you know, income ratio and your 36% right. total ratio. I mean, to get a four or $500,000 house, you know, we have to bring in fourteen or $15,000 to finance that house a month to stay within those ratios. And so I just, I don't know anybody who's making fourteen or $15,000 a month to go out and, and buy a new house. But Well, especially if you keep and, getting furloughed a day yeah, per no week. Kidding. Yeah, I mean, it's just not, I don't think the economy is working for anybody. I'm, you know, I'm going to keep my job and keep working hard, but it seems like these uh, companies are kind of making it off the backs of the individual. They're not taking the hits themselves, and then they don't have to report it. And then, you know, Biden's can, Biden can say he can put uh, 187,000 people to work last month, but I just don't, I don't see the numbers matching up. I don't, I don't think the economy is as near as healthy as it is, and at some point, these furloughs are going to turn into actual layoffs. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, sorry to hear that you're having to go through it, and hopefully it gets better. Well, I think everybody's going through it, so I, I'm in good company. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully that'll make you feel better, at least. Thank you for the call. Thanks for sharing this morning. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate what's it. What's that song? You right. are yeah. not alone. <laughs> uh, Alan from Eagle, listening on 670 AM. You're on News Talk KBI. Good morning to you. How's Bidenomics working for you personally? <laughs> well, after the last caller, I feel kind of bad. But what I have, I earned after 34 and a half years with the military. Um, I have a really great pension. And as you already alluded to, uh, last January, we got a, a, over an 8% pay raise. So that was really nice. I mean, obviously, everything costs more money. But I'm fortunate because I, I earned a very good pension. But that's not what I wanted to brag about because that's not I don't want to brag. Um, actually, Bidenomics, the term, so that you guys are real clear on it, came from the Wall Street Journal. And it was a negative article that they wrote about Bidenomics. And then they jumped on that, and they're Shh. using it now. Don't, don't tell positive. Joe Biden it was negative. Shh. He's using it yeah, as a well, positive. It was. And the other thing, you had another caller call about different phraseology and uh, terminology and measurements of inflation. Uh, one thing that's definitely not right is there's a term they use, and it's called core inflation. And that's what they tell you we have our inflation rate is. But it does not include food and energy. It does not include food and energy. How does core uh, not include <laughs> 
core. Yeah, we've that's, asked that's we've asked that question before to uh, Jeremiah Bates. It's I like know. everybody has to spend money on that. How is that not included? <laughs> I know, isn't that crazy? But that's the measurement they use. So as the groceries keep going higher and the gas keeps going higher. And the amount of groceries that you get per package is smaller. Yeah. So you end up, your, your Lay's potato chip example, maybe you're, you've got four kids and then go through one bag in a week. Now that you've got to buy two bags at the same price, that's Bidenomics. That's, that's, it's not working. Yeah. Thank you for the call, Alan. Appreciate it. Uh, text message in at 208-336-3700. They write, uh, it's not just food. A year ago, my laundry soap was reduced to keep the price the same. Biden economics is not working. Pre-Biden, I used to buy a 180 load of Tide laundry powder for $29.99, $23.99 on sale. Tillamook ice cream. Another example, two quarts for four eighty nine. After Biden, it is now one hundred and forty two loads of laundry soap went up to thirty two ninety nine, twenty six ninety nine on sale. And now my Tillamook ice cream is only one and a half quarts, but it's selling for four dollars and eighty nine cents. Biden has not been good for my family's economy. Carol says uh, the banks are paying higher interest rates on high yield checking, savings, and CD accounts. This is good for me and other people with those types of accounts. And it would be good, you know, if if it matched across the board what inflation, you know, if it kept up with inflation. While inflation was at 9%, those interest rates on CDs and high-paying interest accounts was still only about 1%. Yeah. You this, know, they've just recently started increasing the rates, and they're up to about 4% now. This is, I, I think, from Heath, it, it echoes what... Uh you just read tub of laundry detergent. Last time I bought was seven fifty. Now it's over nine dollars. Yikes! Mm-hmm. Uh, email in uh, since Biden has become president. I no longer hunt. I no longer fish or go boating or motorcycle or ATV riding. I have sold all of them and now do nothing except save money whenever possible. Sit and stare at the wall. Wow! Can't even afford the gasoline to go out and do all the stuff that you like. That's not a good sign. John says Biden economy is a mess, but having seen this game over the years, I've learned to adapt. To the last caller who is on a reduced schedule, I would encourage him to look outside of the Boise area. I exited Boise over 10 years ago because my retirement goals didn't pencil out. I had to increase my salary and job security to do this. I moved. I moved. Remember, Biden is in a bubble of senility and has no clue what reality is. Oh, come on, he has advisors. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Need to take a break. If you're on the phone line, stay right where we're at. I promise we'll get to you in the final segment here. More of your phone calls and emails coming up. How is Bidenomics working for you? Not talking nationally, not talking about what you're seeing. I, we're talking about you personally. Have you noticed the difference? Is it better or worse? Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Bidenomics is working. Last month, we created 187,000 new jobs. 950, is Bidenomics working? It's more than just jobs. How is it affecting you? That's what we're asking you this morning. Randy from Meridian, listening on 670 AM this morning. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. 
Morning, guys. Uh, enjoy the show very much because you allow people to give different perspectives. Uh, Biden, oh, and Alan, thank you for your service and uh, wish the best for him. Bidenomics don't work for me. I'm doing fine anyways, but I paid more for everything. I mean, it's pretty simple. Do the math. And then uh, I'm still working. I just turned 65 last week. I could retire, and maybe I should because the rumor is that Social Security is going to disappear. <laughs> What's your thought on that? I, I hear the same thing, and it's so weird that nobody even wants to talk about it. It's like it, it, it's the third rail of politics, right? It is, and they're they're spending all of our taxpayer money on people that didn't pay into it so fast. Yeah, and we're in so much debt, and it's not getting better. Well, and if if any politician even brings it up, it's like, oh, this politician wants to cut your social security. Well, if something isn't yeah, done but, uh, based based on the numbers, if the numbers are true, if something isn't done, somebody's going to cut Social Security. It has nothing to do with the politicians. It's just going to run out. Correct. Correct. And think about it. Four years ago, oh, my gosh, gas was 230-whatever, and everything was a heck of a lot more reasonable. The prices of everything have gone up. And it's complete proof that uh, this plan is not working. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the thoughts, Randy. Appreciate it. Uh, Paul in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Morning, you guys. Stellar show. Great topic. It really makes us think about what we are paying out for and what we're bringing in. And there's a, there's a big difference. Um, I think the one thing that, that needs to be mentioned that hasn't been mentioned was they chase they they change the calibration system of inflation when it first started coming out in this administration. So in other words, the numbers aren't the same. If you go back, I know you don't want to, but if you go back and you look during the the Carter years, the, in, the inflation rate was much higher number wise, but they lowered the number to make it seem less worse than it really is. It's it's kind of interesting how they did that. They pulled the wool over your eyes, but they said they were going to do it. So now we're stuck with what we got, and that's one of the reasons why they're able to continue to play this game of up and down as far as the price of things is concerned. And and we're all stuck in it, and we're all stuck in it together, so we're going to have to band together to get out of this mess. We, we can't trust Biden's administration to help us to get out of this. It, it's not working. That's all I got. All right. Thanks for the call. Jeff in Parma says, why does no one in government or media suggest that consumers should stop buying potato chips, ice cream, and other non-essential products? Inflation is here because we are willing to pay. We are the blame for these high prices. By the way, smaller portions wouldn't hurt the waistlines of most Americans. So tighten up, I think, is what he's trying to say. Like Archie Bell. That might make a little bit more sense if... The only thing that was going up was potato chips and fast food and whatever else he mentioned. Mm -hmm. But how do you get away with not buying soap? I mean, how do you get away with not buying some staples? Speaking of things that are smaller, uh, they're making bars of soap smaller. Yeah. A lot of them are. 
I mean, it's like everything has gone up, not just, you know, potato chips. It's easy to use that because you can look and see it. But, you know, when you're paying, I mean, you look at meat, for instance, you know, three, four years ago, you could buy a pound of hamburger for, depending on how much fat content you wanted, you could buy a pound of hamburger for around a dollar. It cut, the same pound of hamburger now costs $4. That wow. same pound of hamburger. So what, you want us to give up meat too? And Bill says no inflation with Idaho Medicaid. They still have the $2,000 asset limit for decades while medical costs skyrocket. Well, at least the politicians have the best health care paid by us. Quick one here. Uh, how the hell can anybody say things are better now when Trump was running a show? Then, oh, things are better now than when Trump was running the show. Pull your head out, folks. Um, if you want to keep your emails coming in, uh, there's some that we haven't got to yet today. Um, is Biden Emmicks working for you? Please, please feel free. 208, or email us, sorry, chris at kbi.com, mike at kbi.com. In the meantime, we're going to be on a 20-hour break. Enjoy your day, and we'll talk to you again.